Section six of Fires and Firefighters by John Kenlan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter six Firefighting in Germany. As might be expected by those conversant with Teuton thoroughness, the question of fire control in Germany has received the most careful consideration on the part of the authorities, from the Emperor and Empress downwards. This has resulted in the centralization of all executive authority, which in itself possesses many advantages. In Berlin, all matters relating to building construction, factory inspection, the storage of inflammable material, and other details of a similar nature, are under the supervision of the Berlin Royal Police, with which the fire brigade is incorporated. The advantages of this system are obvious. Thus, a factory inspector, a superior officer of the fire department, a superior officer of the sanitary police, and the police building surveyor frequently work together, and confusion as to responsibility or the overlapping of various forms of control is eliminated. Now, admittedly, this system is excellent, but since prevention is better than cure, great efforts are made to instill into the minds of children at an early age the necessity of exercising great care in the use of matches, lamps, candles, and open lights. Towards this end, special courses are arranged in the public schools, whereby boys and girls are taught, by fable, picture, or simple instruction, the dangers inseparable from imprudence in the use of the above-mentioned articles, these simple educational methods are having a most marked effect on the whole of the coming generation in Germany, and fatalities from burns amongst young people have decreased, while their parents also have grown more cautious. Naturally, the full results of this teaching will not be felt for another ten years when its effect upon the incidence of fires should become marked. Building construction in Germany generally is of a solid and substantial nature, both as regards business and residential premises, the interiors being subject to the inspection of the local building control department, risks such as those commonly met with in tenement houses are avoided. The centralization of fire control has also had important results as regards the high standard of safety existing in most German theaters, this supervision is responsible for the introduction of the specially heavy fire curtain in general use, and for the installation of a system of stage lighting which does away with the more dangerous features of the older methods. In this connection it may be noted that the theater owners find the police restrictions in no way irksome, even though that most unpopular official, the censor, is also a member of the department. One final feature of the Prussian brigades merits attention. The duty for firemen is so arranged that after 48 hours at a fire station, they are entitled to 24 hours rest at home. During their period on watch, starting at 8 in the morning, they are actively employed till 10.30 p.m., when, unless summoned to a fire, they may sleep until 6 a.m., on that day they are relieved from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. in order that they may take part in the night watch without undue fatigue. There are no married or single permanent quarters for the men at the stations, this practice being similar to that in vogue in New York. 
as regards the merits or otherwise of this system much may be written and the subject is fully dealt with in a later chapter from this brief resume it will be gathered that german fire control is planned on severely official lines which to some degree no doubt stifles initiative on the part of the individual but at the same time makes for that mechanical precision which is responsible for the fire risks being the lowest in the world the berlin fire brigade was organized in eighteen fifty one and modernized in eighteen seventy five when the system of fire-fighting units was first brought into operation each unit comprised a trap a manual and a water tank such was the organization at that time that within ten minutes of a fire being reported it was nominally possible to obtain the assistance of such a unit at any point throughout the city as the brigade stands today it consists of a headquarters and five divisions each division controlling five units this force has to protect roughly an area of fifteen thousand acres with twenty seven thousand eight hundred buildings and a population of two million one hundred twenty three thousand souls the officers of the department consist of one chief two deputy chiefs five divisional officers fifteen assistant divisional officers in charge of the units and two adjutants by way of comparison berlin has twenty-five officers to a brigade of one thousand forty of all ranks vienna seven to four hundred sixty eight hamburg twelve to five hundred twelve london five to one thousand four hundred and new york sixty three to four thousand nine hundred ninety six berlin authorities state that it should be borne in mind that it is not only the superior officer's management of the brigade and his greater technical education but his general influence over the policy of fire prevention his skilled assistance in the supervision and inspection of buildings and the prestige which is conferred thereby upon fire control which gives the department the standing it deserves as a highly important economic feature in municipal and national life such recognition from so highly organized a body as the berlin municipality makes the writer hopeful that before long the status of the genus fireman will cease to be regarded as less important than that of the soldier or sailor in the service of his country the policy of the berlin fire department as might be expected has been towards the adoption of mechanical means of transport and at the present moment most of the units are equipped with automobile appliances chief amongst these may be noticed a number of eighty-foot extension ladders chemical engines and steam pumps there are also electrically propelled breakdown cars for dealing with dangerous structures the loose gear carried is of the most extensive character the men having special instruction in the use of smoke helmets their familiarity in the employment of the same being second to none in the world a feature is made of what may be termed fire tactics or the topography of districts in the municipal area enabling officers and men to fight fires to the best advantage to this end a handbook is supplied specially printed in order to be visible in a bad light giving a tabular list of every thoroughfare and every hydrant or source of water supply in the city but this compendium goes a step further 
and in respect to particularly dangerous risks shows the most advantageous position to be occupied by individual engines in the event of the apparatus designated being at work elsewhere its place is taken by its relief great attention is accorded to questions of fire prevention by the officers of the brigade and systematic inspections are favored which are carried out by the brigade independently of or in conjunction with the building act department factories department or other sections of the police administration the amount of inspection work done by the superior officers of the brigade in the last few years has been enormous but its effect has also been very considerable in reducing the causes of fires this supervision includes theatres and public buildings factories warehouses department stores hospitals lunatic asylums and all buildings subject to special risks such as electrical powerhouses and tanks for the storage of petrol and other explosives those desiring to join the corps as officers must satisfy the authorities that they are physically sound financially stable and possessed of first-class higher school certificates and military papers they are then eligible to become ensigns but in order to obtain commissions as officers they must then satisfy authorities that they have passed the final examination as architects or civil engineers at a royal technical college or taken the scientific courses at either a naval or military engineering academy further they must have been either commissioned officers in the army or navy or at least hold rank in the reserve in addition they are required to place their financial position clearly before the chief officer to undertake not to marry without the chief's consent until they have been in the brigade at least one year and to show that they have not only satisfactorily passed the ensign's course in the berlin brigade but also that of an ensign in at least one other brigade candidates must also possess a thorough grounding in electrical work and have a knowledge of the principles attending first aid finally they must be of good family from these details it will be seen that officers in the great german fire brigades must be men of exceptional ability in fact that the profession is practically closed except to those who holding commissions in the army or navy reserve are in private life architects or civil engineers or belong to the engineering or artillery branches of the army or to the torpedo or gunnery branches of the navy it seems superfluous to state that such credentials imply the acme of hard work and the height of scientific efficiency yet the writer must be forgiven for hazarding the statement that the man trained in the university of hard knocks and who has gained his advancement from the ranks by shown ability to meet the emergencies of his calling is in every way his equal for all practical purposes the chief principles employed in fighting fires may be briefly summarized thus fight the flames at close quarters always have a man in reserve on each branch armed with a lifeline and an axe for emergencies and make use of all apparatus obtainable irrespective of immediate necessity comment upon these tactics is deferred till later in this article it is however strictly enjoined that senior officers should not expose themselves to any unnecessary danger and should not under any circumstances penetrate to the heart of a fire or work inside buildings in danger of collapse 
there is a tendency observable to allow unimportant values to be destroyed if it is considered that their attack by water appears likely to cause greater damage than their worth justifies thus a roof or the contents of an attic if situated in a high-class building are generally allowed to burn out so that the floors below may not be injured by water the rule of the brigade is to work upwards rather than downwards and a branch is rarely applied to a fire from surrounding elevated positions regardless of the utility and great convenience of mechanically operated extension ladders the brigade continues to give the closest attention to hook ladder and lifeline work every foreman and fireman must be thoroughly efficient in the operation of these two appliances failing which he is compulsorily retired and every fireman drills once a week at least with this apparatus during the whole period of his service berlin possesses nearly seven hundred fire alarms of which two hundred are public street alarms directions thereto being fixed on every lamp-post pillar-box and licensed kiosk adjacent to a crossing the regulations governing the department stores of berlin are peculiarly comprehensive with the result that they are probably the best safeguarded in the world each shop of any magnitude has its private fire brigade the watch-room of which is centrally situated and apparatus for any emergency is kept in constant readiness employees are specially trained as to the alarms bell signals appliances and those quarters to which they must proceed in the event of an alarm such signals are a quarters b return to duty c clear premises the first signal can be pulled at any one of the private alarm points in the building the second and third by a member of the private fire brigade alone and then only from the watch-room upon the first call sounding those attached to the fire section proceed to the scene of the outbreak which is marked upon a specially illuminated location chart while those not similarly engaged are expected to remain at their posts under pain of instant dismissal by this method anything in the nature of a panic amongst the customers is immediately checked at the third call the personnel not at quarters is expected to pilot the clientele into the open by exits arranged according to departments meantime all wagons and carriages have been removed from the courtyards areas and so forth by a special staff of porters who likewise act upon prearranged signals as on board ship test alarms are frequently made to familiarize both staff and visitors with the mode of clearance and in this connection it is of interest to note that in the event of what a police officer may deem to be the overcrowding of any store he has the power of stopping the entrance thereto until such time as the congestion has eased theatre fire risks in berlin are inconsiderable thanks to the modernity of the majority of these structures coupled with the stringency of the building regulations the natural tendency to roominess observable in all public construction in germany has also beneficially influenced the internal designs of places of amusement from a fire point of view in berlin proper there are thirty-four theatres music halls and circus buildings the daily fire watches number thirty-six foremen and one hundred and nine men about one-sixth of the brigade 
or a full half of the men off duty for it must be explained that the men forming this contingent are voluntarily recruited from those who in their spare time wish to make extra pay it must however be borne in mind that this special service is compulsory as regards the brigade the means of its supply being left to the chief of the department the problems connected with safety in stage illumination appear to have been solved in a satisfactory manner effects of flames and fire are obtained by concentrating electric lights of considerable power and of the required colors upon pieces of silk which are suspended by one end and blown into position with a fluttering movement by electric fans and bellows a duplication of the lighting system is also provided in most theatres this being obviously of extreme value in cases of emergency when otherwise the building would be plunged in darkness an example of excellence in theatre construction is afforded by the schiller theatre with seating accommodation for one thousand four hundred sixty persons which it is estimated can be emptied in less than one minute there is only one gallery of small size the rest of the house being given over to what corresponds to stalls and pit in european theatres or in american phraseology orchestra chairs to understand the situation of the fire service in hamburg it is necessary to appreciate that this is a city which in the main is a port with enormous warehouse values both within the dutiable area and in the free port that it further has a large city or office district a retail business section and finally extensive residential suburbs of varying descriptions the business portion of the city is intersected by a large number of waterways which whilst providing the most valuable auxiliary of an ample and accessible water supply in some of the more dangerous districts at the same time create considerable difficulty for intercommunication and the concentration of the brigade in force roughly the population of hamburg amounts to nine hundred thousand the number of buildings approximating thirty one thousand the main fire risk is naturally centered in the warehouse area and more especially in the free port where owing to the short-sightedness of those responsible to the harbor board for the dock equipment constructed in the early eighties of the last century buildings were erected with all vertical and horizontal metal supports entirely unprotected and in many cases formed of light lattice-work girders which are peculiarly liable to collapse when subjected to great heat in the newer warehouses all this has been remedied and the improvements introduced include the use of fire-resisting materials to protect supports the substitution of ordinary flooring by reinforced concrete laid at such an angle as to ensure the speedy and easy drainage of water into the scuppers thus avoiding unnecessary damage therefrom in the event of fire and the absolute insulation of all elevator shafts and staircases from the rest of the building as to the development of the fire department its history is short considering the lesson that should have been learned from the destructive conflagration of eighteen forty two not until eighteen sixty nine was a professional brigade formed and then it consisted only of the ridiculously inadequate number of forty-eight men under a chief officer this in turn was assisted by twelve hundred volunteers 
the apparatus at their joint command comprising four steam fire pumps and one hundred and nine manuals in eighteen seventy eight the force was reconstituted and to-day it consists of a chief officer twelve assistants six warrant officers forty-three foremen twenty-nine engineers and four hundred and twenty-two firemen or together with supplementary staff such as telegraphists and electricians a total of nearly five hundred and fifty men there are ten fire stations and as in berlin the hours of duty are forty-eight on to twenty-four off some idea of the brigade's activity may be gleaned from the fact that on the yearly average it attends seventy fires of first importance and one thousand of lesser importance while false alarms total the huge number of nearly five hundred it would be of interest to know to what the latter remarkable figure is attributable the equipment of the brigade is excellent amongst other apparatus may be noticed twenty-five steam fire pumps seven chemical engines ten eighty-foot extension ladders and no less than seventeen large fire floats considering the strength of its personnel the area of the city and the property to be protected it is no exaggeration to state that few fire brigades can show so large a proportion of mechanically equipped apparatus which in itself speaks volumes for the enterprise of the responsible authorities the administration of the force is in the hands of a special civic commission formed on comparatively independent lines and representing the various interests at stake both financial and technical it consists of a senator who acts as chairman a lawyer from the senate three municipal councillors two municipal fire insurance officials and an official from the city's waterworks the cost of the brigade amounts annually to four hundred fifty thousand dollars of which two hundred forty thousand dollars is raised by a special rate upon house property fifty thousand dollars by stamp duties on fire insurance policies while the remainder is provided by the authorities out of the general funds an interesting feature is the position occupied by the chimney sweep that humble individual whose services seldom receive recognition of any sort from the community yet upon whose thoroughness depends the safety of property and persons untold in hamburg the genus sweep is under fire brigade control and no one can start in that business without first passing a stringent examination it is compulsory to have all chimneys cleaned at regular intervals and in the event of negligence both sweep and proprietor of the premises at fault are heavily fined generally as regards fire risks the hamburg municipality has framed special by-laws along much the same lines as those existing in berlin and the protection thus afforded is both ample and adequate though the town of hanover is small its population amounting only to two hundred seventy two thousand any one visiting its brigade cannot but be struck by the fact that it is no ordinary organization but rather one of exceptional excellence and which on that account can afford to be compared with any in europe needless to say any great expenditure on apparatus cannot be expected from such a small community but the district covered possesses a dangerous manufacturing section and includes some factories of great size 
hence to meet the needs of the situation it has been necessary to provide a department which if confined to its regular duties would scarcely find sufficient employment but an economical solution of the problem was found by according to the brigade and its officers additional municipal functions other than those of the fire service and to this end both officers and men have been trained for other special duties at the same time it was wisely determined that the apparatus though limited in quantity should be the best obtainable in quality and that the salaries of all concerned should be upon as liberal a scale as possible thus the brigade acts as the ambulance department of hanover in itself a work of considerable utility unlike other departments which possess a first aid section in this case the corps undertakes the transport of infectious cases and the like to hospital which though open naturally to serious objection on account of the possibility of the spread of disease through this agency is none the less a service that in a small town can be carried on with the minimum of risk when every man concerned is under the closest medical supervision in addition the chief officer of this fire department is also ipso facto the administrative head of the municipal scavenging and dust destructor service which incidentally has considerable bearing upon fire prevention though no doubt a certain sympathy must be felt for scientific firefighters who are expected to employ a portion of their time in such uncongenial occupations as taking diphtheria patients to hospital or acting as scavengers yet as the municipality urges they can only afford to pay for a brigade in which the rank and file can be otherwise employed and it would seem better to have a fire force at even that price than possess none at all and it must be remembered that germany is a free country and that there is no compulsion to serve at any rate in the hanover fire department the present constitution of the brigade is as follows four superior officers an inspector of telegraphs a superintendent of ambulance work seventeen foremen eighty-six firemen six telegraph clerks and twelve coachmen or one hundred and twenty-seven of all ranks there are three fire stations and approximately thirteen thousand eight hundred buildings to be protected the principal equipment consists of three steam motor propelled pumps three eighty-foot extension ladders four motor chemical engines and seven traps these latter are extremely useful appliances carrying hook and scaling ladders a quantity of hose lifelines and all those minor appliances that at fire often spell so much at the commencement of an outbreak three motor ambulances also merit mention and all municipal telegraphy and electric wiring for bell and signal purposes being under the brigade's control there are special motor trolleys for that branch of the department the corps is equipped with forty-five street alarm call boxes in public thoroughfares and twenty-two in private or municipal buildings on the average the annual number of fires attended amounts to two hundred and eighty-two of which twenty-one rank as of major importance twenty-eight are medium and seventy-eight are chimney fires the ambulance section roughly answers four thousand five hundred calls per annum 
of which no less than six hundred may be docketed as infectious hence it speaks volumes for the medical precautions adopted that rarely if ever a fireman is temporarily incapacitated or permanently injured from this duty as indicated though a mere enumeration of personnel scarcely serves to emphasize sufficiently the point this small force is no ordinary one and under its former fire chief herr reichel now in command in berlin it can lay claim to having taken the initiative in motor traction as applied to fire engines certainly in germany if not in the entire world Today there would be nothing in a fire brigade ordering self-propelled appliances rather would they be remarkable if they did not but it is worthy of more than passing comment that as long ago as nineteen o one herr reichel was able to exhibit at the berlin international fire exhibition a complete fire service unit for a district station comprising a motor steam fire engine an automobile trap and a self-propelled chemical engine which working as a unit time has proved to be eminently economical the unit in question after an experimental trial of three months entered the regular service of the hanover force and is still doing excellent work even today as regards water supply this is ample the pressure off the mains averaging forty-five pounds before closing the brief account of this most enterprising small brigade a few words must be added concerning the actual methods employed in the ambulance service on an alarm sounding an ambulance starts away at once in the charge of a coachman and four firemen in infectious cases the men have instructions to handle the sufferer as little as possible and at the end of the journey both attendants and coach are thoroughly fumigated this system is also used for the removal of dangerous persons and lunatics thus constituting a valuable auxiliary to the local police hospitals and lunatic asylums finally this branch of the brigade during the summer months is charged with the manufacture of ice which is sold at cost price to those in a position to pay for it but is supplied free to the poor in case of illness or other necessity in fact the town of hanover can lay claim to the proud boast that first of all the cities in the world it has recognized the science of fire-fighting to the extent of founding a lectureship on fire control the chair of which is located at the royal technical college of hanover which now ranks as a national university the first lecturer docent was that herr reichel of whom mention has already been made from a perusal of the foregoing pages the reader will have recognized that the outstanding feature of german fire brigade organization as evidenced by that of its most important centers is the large part played by a semi-military handling of the subject coupled with that thoroughness of technique and design which is distinctive of the teuton character but this must not be taken to mean that in the opinion of the author nothing is beyond criticism or above discussion in the first place as must always happen in countries where class distinctions are rigid and the private soldier cannot in all truth be said to carry the field marshal's baton in his pocket there is that tendency to assume that mere theoretical training is sufficient to equip an individual satisfactorily to fight so insidious an enemy as fire 
It is the humble opinion of this writer that this theory is erroneous. The individual may be provided with the most extensive scientific panoply of degrees and diplomas regarding the arithmetic progression of combustion under certain conditions. He may be able to work out by trigonometry the angle of water delivery from a pump to a window many feet from the ground, and he may be an expert at assessing the nozzle pressure necessary successfully to circumvent an outbreak before the latter has reached serious proportions. This, in theory. But what of the practice? Every sailor knows that it is a matter of no great difficulty to ascertain in a classroom the position of an imaginary ship upon an imaginary ocean with the assistance of an imaginary sextant and the ordinary aids to navigation. Everything is at hand to make his task an easy one, even to that of such adjuncts as light, warmth, and stability. But place that same individual on board a real ship upon a real ocean, in a small, ill-lighted deck-house, with a chart pinned down on a swaying, uneven surface, and ask him to work out the same set of figures or the same problem, and he may be forgiven if he fails hopelessly. So is it in all appertaining to this science of fire-fighting. With all the technical knowledge in the world, and nothing else behind it, it would be ludicrous to expect any person successfully to cope with so crafty an enemy as the flames, or at any rate as competently to obtain their mastery as one trained actually upon the field of experience. In this connection also, without wishing to appear hypercritical, it seems doubtful whether the Berlin practice of preventing senior officers from taking an active part in the actual firefighting is either wise or desirable. True, a general on a battlefield is expected to direct operations from a point of as much safety as is consistent with his duties. But in the case of a fire chief, it should be remembered that each fire must be fought on its particular merits. There has been no survey of the ground previously, there has been no active intelligence department to warn the attacking force of what particular line of development may be expected. All that the fire chief knows is the bare fact that an outbreak has occurred at such and such a place, and that the locality is a dangerous one, or vice versa. Hence, in order to satisfy himself as to the true state of affairs, it is imperative that he should judge for himself by personal observation as to the possible chances of a spread of the flames and the best method to fight the same. Further, another feature of the Berlin Fire Department seems to demand special criticism, namely the custom of allowing a fire to burn itself out if situated at the top of a building, the other contents of which would be damaged by a water attack. No doubt this may be essayed and essayed safely in a fireproof building, separated from its neighbors by a certain distance, and when a sufficient portion of the fire department is concentrated on the scene and can remain there for any emergency. But time must be allowed for said fire to burn out, and the force detailed to watch it may meantime be urgently wanted elsewhere, and to leave it unwatched would of course be suicidal. Hence, such tactics must be regarded as hazardous, and much better were it that the insurance companies should suffer for a minimum of loss, than be obliged to meet the demands of a really serious conflagration, the possibility of which is always present under such conditions. 
these are a few of the thoughts which arise in the mind of any trained practical firefighter it is the theoretician who sees in the vicarious strategy outlined above a better method of overcoming a wily enemy than the old style of coming to grips at once and fighting to a finish for the rest the german fire departments have much to recommend them as models to the world not the least important factor in their organization being the prestige attaching to firefighting as a science and to the honorable position occupied by officers and men in the estimation of the public end of section six recording by maria casper